Hello, coders. Good afternoon. Good evening, in fact. Let me just uh, close that down. I hope everybody's doing well. Today, I want to talk about uh, the How to Code Well roadmap for 2021. Um, and also, we're going to talk about, which I'll probably do first, a review of How to Code Well 2020. Because we didn't really fulfill all the tasks and challenges that I set out in the roadmap for 2020, um, unfortunately, but we did do a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that I didn't put on that roadmap we completed. So I'm going, I've got a book here. I've got a little sort of uh, notepad here that it's new. It's a new one, new year. And, uh, we're going to go through, we're going to go through some of it. Before I start, I've just got a note that I've looked on here. I've just seen before I start, I should say why I've been away because I have been away from Twitch, YouTube, podcast, and other bits and pieces for quite some time, uh, a good month or so. Um, so I've just been super, 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 super busy with work, incredibly busy with work. I'm a, I'm a contractor. Um, and I, I'm, I'm working on a very big project. Um, and I've been doing a lot of work out of hours. So I won't talk about the project itself um, or the technical bits and pieces, but just know that it's not that I haven't been uh, not wanting to do any code or, or YouTube stuff. It's just that a lot of my time has been consumed with uh, overtime and other bits and pieces like that um, to uh, to help with the client stuff. Unfortunately, that's just the way it rolls. You know, that's that happens um, sometimes. So I kind of have to factor that in into the how I would like to progress, how to code well uh, going forward. And, um, I'm, you know, the, the contracting stuff takes precedent, really. Um, I do a lot of, well, I do all of the how to code well stuff in the evenings and the weekends. And um, recently I've been using those evenings and weekends to work on this, uh, this doing some overtime for, uh, for this uh, project that I'm, I'm working on. Um, and so, and so obviously the how to code well stuff has been, uh, reduced somewhat. Hence the fact that we haven't had any, uh, tutorials out because they take time. They usually take, you know, a good weekend to, to, uh, to script, to, to record, to edit and to upload. So we don't have any, unfortunately, we don't have any, tutorials um, that are ready to go out. I'm hoping in the, you know, in the coming weekends, when things start to, to ease off a little bit, I'll be able to get back here into the studio and do some more recording, some more tutorials. I've been listening to all of your comments. I know exactly what you want um, in terms of the tutorials and stuff. So we'll hopefully they'll, they'll go through the year um, and, I, and I'll be able to fulfill those. Um, which is really exciting. I've got a list of, of courses and, and tutorials that I would like to do, um, this year. Uh, but yes, just to, just to let you know, it, it isn't the fact that I've, I've given up coding or anything. It's just because I've been coding too much. And even if, even when the coding stops, my brain doesn't stop. So I need to take some time out to actually sort of defrag my head, if you know what I mean, to sort of, um, realign the focus to how to go well on those evenings and weekends. It's got to a point, I suppose, where I'm waking up thinking about the project, going to sleep thinking about the project and dreaming about the project. So <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining one bit. You, you just get into a bit of a, uh, the, the, the zone, if you will. Um, anyway, 
Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about how to code well, how to code well.net and where it's going in 2021. There is some really interesting things that I want to do. And there is some really big lessons that I learned in 2020. Um, I, I mean, it's come very apparent that I can't plan very well. <laughs> I can't plan very well. Typical developer. My estimates are completely rubbish. <laughs> And, um, I, I either overcomplicate the solution or I think that the solution is, is, um, uh, it will be done in a few hours. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a great mix. Um, so a lot of, a lot of lessons there and also a lot of lessons with the technical stuff as well. Um, I have a list actually of all the things that we achieved. Actually, what I'll do is I'll talk about all the, all the things that I wanted to achieve. So the things I wanted to achieve in 2020 was to get this website out, to have the ability for people to log in and subscribe, and also have um, uh, the ability for people to um, to join on a premium plan, and therefore how to code well would finally be making some money um, and supporting itself because at the moment it's not, <laughs> and it hasn't done for years. Um, so. That was the plan. And unfortunately, we haven't got to that point yet. However, we do have a new website and I'll talk about all of those things in a minute. And uh, we are in a really good place. There is so many things that we've done last year that I didn't think I would need to do um, that has put us into a better place for it. So, for example, um, I've got a list, just a list here of all of some of the things I, I didn't put all of them in. Some of the things, because I want to get into the 2021 roadmap. So just some of the things that we did. You have to bear in, bear in mind, when we started 2020, we had the very old school Symphony website. Um, and I guess I should say uh, the How to Code Well website is supposed to be or will be the platform for people to um, to log in, to subscribe, to learn how to code well through the you through the tutorials that I have um, and the resources that I've got so it's an education platform essentially that's what I'm trying to build here and so at the start of the year we had this very basic um, symphony 2.8 I think it was symphony 2.8 um, site that uh, was very out of date and I was literally it was it was mostly hard coded in twig. <laughs> It was, and it was not touched at all. And it was full of bugs, um, full of issues. And so what, um, what we, what my task for 2020 was to recreate that using a static site, um, and using an API and using a load of code that I had already created in the previous years, way back in 2018, bringing all of my ideas together to build an API, to build um, the, the site, uh, in a static fashion and to integrate the, the blog and other bits and pieces like that. Um, before this, there was a, a script that I had created in Python that was, uh, pulling off of pulling all of the YouTube tutorials, building those into playlists and, and stuff, but that was very flaky and it failed and YouTube changed the API and I just didn't have time to fix it. So my endpoints and stuff. So uh, I just basically let that code rot, knowing that I was going to re 
build this in 2020. And we did. We, we, well, we did. In 2020, we replaced the front end with Gatsby. Um, all of the front end. And that was a huge mammoth task to do that. That was ginormous. Um, not only did I need to learn Gatsby, <laughs> um, but um, I, it was it, it became very apparent that my React knowledge was very limited. But um, I've learned so much since then. So we, we replaced the front end with Gatsby. We've deployed it on AWS. So it's now using AWS infrastructure. So beforehand, this was just a an SSH box that I would just SSH into a f- uh, very infrequently an update. So um, now it's now it's done in, in AWS, and I'm really happy with with that. It, like I said, it's a static site, so it uses AWS Amplify. The um, the, uh, the the back end is also in AWS as well, using EC2s, um, and also uh, Terraform and Ansible. These are two technologies that I learned last year um, to, to sort that out, which again, you know, so we've already talked about three technologies, Gatsby, um, Ansible and Terraform that I didn't know back in 2019. So lots of learning in 2020, which is great. We also upgraded to Symphony 5 from Symphony 2.8 to Symphony 5, which was huge, (laughs) which was a big step in the right direction. Um, I've also open sourced the code notes. So the code notes are the notes for each of the tutorials. And, um, these give a little bit more insight and in-depth knowledge. Some, they bridge knowledge gaps that the videos, um, may have, or they explain the, the solutions and, you know, the, the code things in different ways, uh, which is, which is great. And I've open sourced that. I've open sourced that. I foolishly thought that I could be able to write all those co- co- code notes in a single month, but, um, <laughs> there's like over a hundred. So, so that, that's not going to happen. So I've open sourced it and the, um, the community, uh, at how to on the discord server, um, some members have actually been writing, uh, code notes as well, which is great. So I'm so glad. I'm so happy that we, that I did that. Uh, okay. The, another really big technical thing that we did last year is we merged, um, all of the, well, I had all of my previous code, the backend code was all put in different repositories because I was sort of tackling the different problems in different ways. And I had this crazy notion of let's do everything in microservices, but I kept tripping up on myself, um, again and again and again. So what we did is we merged the microservices back into sort of a monolith. I mean, really, it's not that big of an application anyway. So it didn't really, didn't, didn't really warrant the need for microservices. But um, that was one of those, that was one of those technical decisions that I, I was struggling with. Because I, I was, I, for the, for a, a large part of the, the year, I had the purest view, a very naive purest view of everything should be in microservices because that's the way you should do it. But in fact, um, putting everything in microservices when they don't need to be in microservices is just giving you more problems, problems that you don't need. Um, so we, we, we integrated all, them all back into a single, single platform and it's working quite well. Uh, secondly, we, or lastly, we also used Ghost to handle the blog. Again, Ghost was something that we didn't have, um, uh, before and I, I've created Ghost and it's, it's really well, hooks quite well into, um, Gatsby using markdown files and other bits and pieces like that. So, 
I mean, there's more. I could go on and on and on. There was so much we did last year. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through it all because, um, you know, it, it gets a bit, it gets a bit sort of like boring, <laughs> I guess. So we did a lot of stuff last year. A lot of the stuff that I've mentioned doesn't really follow the, um, the pattern of the things that I wanted to do in 2020. And that was to get the subscription site side of it working. Um, there was a lot of stuff I had to do that I didn't think I would need to do, or I just didn't plan for, and I didn't plan for very well. So for example, the, um, the, the course notes, open and sourcing those upgrading to symphony five, all of those kind of things. I didn't think I would need to do in order to get to, to, to achieve, um, what I set out to achieve, which I, I unfortunately didn't. So that's what we did in 2020. Um, and by the way, all of this that I've mentioned, I was doing on Twitch. Okay. So if you want to watch how I did all that, then you can go back and have a look through the, the old VODs. Um, so I wrote in January, sort of the start of January, sort of the period between December and January, sort of that Christmas bit where everybody doesn't really know what day it is. I wrote a bunch of objectives that I want to achieve in 2021. These are very high level and um, not of the, none, not a lot of these will actually be done. These are just things that I would like to do. If I was, if I was able to do this on a full-time job and someone was to pay me to do this, then these are the things that I would like to do. Um, so, I mean, you've got to, you've got to kind of look, you've got to plan high and then you've got to be realistic. So this is planning high. This isn't realism. So, um, uh, yes. So first up, get paying customers and rolling into courses. That is like number one, you know, let's make this site actually make money. Um, number two is to get 50% of the course notes completed. And that was kind of the course notes. Like I said, there's over 120. 125 course notes. There's a lot of stuff, right? A lot of, you can think of these as like individual blog posts. Um, if I can get half of those done in a year, that would be wonderful. And also you've got to remember that for each tutorial, there is a course note. So if we were to go through last year's schedule, where I was pushing a video, a tutorial every Monday, you then have, you, you not only have 125 course notes that are in the backlog, but you also have a course note, a new one every week. So you have to do at least two a week before you can actually make a dent in, in it. So, um, that's why I put the 50% on, uh, make the content searchable. So this is elastic search. I would like to put the, um, the, the content, the, the transcripts. That's another thing that we're doing transcripts, uh, the transcripts, the code notes, the course descriptions, all of that stuff in Elasticsearch and then have that, allow that to be searchable. Um, the next one is to integrate the podcast into the, uh, the API, um, and put that into ghost, right? So at the moment, the podcast site, um, is, um, is a single sort of static site that hasn't got any interaction at all with, with the main site. And I could do that. I could, I could use RSS feeds to, um, to pull all the content through, or I could put that, like I said, in ghost and have a, like a blog post per art per, per podcast. That would be, that would be another, another way of doing it perhaps. Um, the next one is to, uh, yeah, get free users on the site because it's not always going to be premium stuff. I mean, I'm working on the, fr I, I want to do this free first and then think about maybe premium 
stuff. So get the free free users on the site. Um, open source the front end um, in React components. <laughs> so I would love to do that. I would love to make this more open source and really split it up into smaller little components that I could share. Um, that would be, that would be really, really good. Uh, put the database into RDS because at the moment it's not. It's just in containers and Docker. And I think it would be great if it was in RDS. It would probably scale better and perform better and all of that stuff. Uh, CI everything. So this is, um, continual integration. So we have some CI scripts, some continual integration scripts for checking things like, um, PHP stand, PHP MD, PHP depend, PHP, uh, blah, 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 linter and all of that jazz. Um, but they're not triggered automatically. They are just ran whenever I run the command. Um, so having that into some sort of continuing integration where it's continually checking, uh, the code for code quality and stuff, that would be really, really good and very helpful. And it's one of those things that you kind of really need to do sort of like, as one of the first foundation things of a project. Um, otherwise, it can be quite frustrating to sort of shoehorn it in. Uh, it certainly can be done, but um, when you're starting to play with Docker and all that stuff to do run various scripts, it gets quite troublesome. Um, so on that, I have been using CircleCI to handle the deployments of certain aspects of this project, uh, mainly the front end. And uh, I would like eventually to use Circle CI, poss- possibly Circle CI. I'm not sponsored by Circle, by the way. I just I just like their stuff. Um, I could potentially use Circle CI to deal with the continual integration. And then after that, of course, it's continual deployment. Um, oh yeah, number nine is to increase the unit tests to 75%. Now, this is interesting. Um, I was doing some testing on the project the other evening and we, I've managed to get the test, the, we've got, so we've got about 460 tests. They cover integration, um, unit tests and API tests. This is all on the back end, of course, um, and acceptance tests. So we've got about 460, maybe 480, something along those, it's less than 500. So we've got less than 500 tests, more than 560, whatever. Um, and altogether they hit 70, 70% of the code coverage altogether. Um, but I want to just focus on the unit tests and get those up to 75%. That would be awesome if I could do that. There's obviously complexities there. Like you can't unit test controllers, um, because they're, they're, they're integration or functional tests. So you can't do that, but um, there, if there was a way of excluding those controllers, running the tests, finding out how what, what kind of code coverage I've got, and then using that as the ballpark, that would be nice. So 75% is the goal. And then I've got a bunch of courses that I want to complete. Um, and then also I want to use some Google tracking to track user behavior in the site and see if I can you know plot some graphs and charts, put that in the CMS. And I've got some, uh, some events that I would like to track. So log in, log out, enrolling, viewing the tutorial, password resets, viewing a course payment. Thank you. You know, getting onto the thank you page and my account stuff. Um, that would be, that would be pretty useful. <coughs> Excuse me. So 
Um, they're, they're my high level objectives, my big, big sort of, um, things. And then I think on the next page, I have like ideas for like the future. So yeah, um, one is to create a mobile app, um, for education. Um, so like a mobile education app, which uses how to code well, so you can sort of have a, a I was kind of thinking maybe an app per, per um, discipline, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP, Python, that kind of stuff. And it would probably, and it may give you some like uh, test quizzes or something like that. That would be lovely if I could get that, uh, if I could do something like that, that would be really, really cool. Um, I want to do a lot with Elasticsearch um, because I think that with the podcast, with the tutorials, with the code notes, with the transcripts and all that jazz, it would be nice to put them all in one bucket and just allow cross um, domain searching. So for example, if someone was to search a, a particular function, um, in the how to code well site, I could, I could search through the podcast to see if I've mentioned that through the transcripts. I could look for that function name in, in the tutorials, in the transcripts, and I could look for that function name in perhaps the blog post as well and have some way of sort of, um, displaying a search page where you are offered either the podcast, the blog posts, the tutorials, that kind of stuff. And I would be using Elasticsearch to power that. I've been doing a lot of Elasticsearch in the contract world. Um, and I, I'm really, I do, I really do like Elasticsearch. <laughs> Um, okay. Interacting, uh, the le- an interactive learning journey. This is something that someone mentioned, um, on a Twitch stream, um, coming up with some sort of, uh, learning journey where you can, you can, um, sort of almost ask the user what they want to learn, where they want to be, you know, in terms of like, I want to be a front end developer or I want to be a back end developer and then offering the content that I have to, um, sort of, um, tailor the, the results to those kind of questions, um, possibly, uh, create a mobile app specifically for the podcast. That would be awesome. Um, and also <laughs> something I started to do, oh, way back last year was I, I started to write a book for Docker. Um, and <laughs> I wouldn't mind finishing that. <laughs> Although that's just kind of left. I'll probably rewrite it. I've, <laughs> Anyway, um, so they're the, they're the things that I would love to do, but they are unrealistic targets. They are just like jotted down notes of things that I would like to achieve one day. And then what I did is once I had that done and the high level objectives, uh, I then uh, created sort of, um, uh, a, I boiled down those things into quarters. So I split 2021 into quarters and I did a lot of reflecting on what I wanted to achieve in 2020. I had a look at these these notes, and then I sort of boiled it down into into four work groups, four work packages. So the first one is um, is January to March. That's Q1. Q2 is April to June. Uh, Q3 three is July to September, and uh, Q4 is uh, October to December. And I was, I've made many, many sort of revisions of this. And one thing I learned last year was the fact that, um, a lot of things went into different months and there was, there wasn't really a clean sort of line to say, I want to get these things achieved by this date. Um, everything just sort of started to slip. And then when it got to September, October, September, um, it was just kind of a free for all basically. 
Um, and I wasn't in any, in, in any position to get the, the project out the door and have users actually logging in. Um, and, uh, and even, even premium users, um, uh, signing up. So, so unfortunately, um, what I've done in, in, uh, for 2021 is just try, try and, uh, carve out designated pop, uh, portions of time, um, in these, in these four quarters. So Q1, Q1 has to be, this is January to March. In Q1, we have to get that login sorted. We have to be able to allow people to log in on production. You can do it in, in, in the beta. And that's another thing that we did actually in, in 2020 is we created a beta site. And, um, there are people on the Discord server who, um, have been testing the beta site out for me, which is great. Uh, so user testing, which is brilliant. Um, but it's, it's a bit flaky and it doesn't do everything that I wanted to do. Um, the, the whole registration and login stuff, I'm not happy with the back end. And also I would like to, uh, I would like to build social login. So social sign on. So if you're, um, if you've got a GitHub account or a Facebook account or a Google account, then I would like people to be able to sign on to the sign into the system, the, the, the education platform that I'm building, how to code well using those things. And, um, the, one of the real reasons for this is, is GitHub to be fair, because all of the projects that I'm doing will be in GitHub in private repositories, which you could access um, if you logged in through GitHub, or if you were like a premium uh, member, I would be, I would, I would give you the code um, for for those certain projects. And so, having the ability to log in as on GitHub, I could then, I could then do some sort of dynamic, auto magic stuff, I suppose, where your GitHub account uh, interacts with the How to Code Well GitHub organization, maybe, um, and you know, I could, I could, you could, re- you could request an automatic fork of one of the, one of the repositories. If you were, if it was a project that you were looking on, I think, you know, there, I, I think there's a lot of, lot of things that I could do in that sort of space. The trouble is though, with social sign on, it changes the whole mechanism for logging in and authentication and authorization and, um, and all of that jazz. And, the, uh, the, the problem that I have at the moment is, is the stuff that I've got is just simply inflexible. Um, and so there's a lot of like backend work that I'm having to do to sort of get this to, 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 well, to put this social sign on stuff in. And so, um, I mean, you, you'll not, you won't see any of this because <laughs> this is all background stuff. Uh, to be fair, but it's something that I need to do, obviously, before it actually goes out. Putting social sign-on on a website after it's launched is very difficult. So I want to get that done. Um, uh, if I can get that done by, uh, by March, then I will, or, you know, February, which is only a few, uh, well, a few days away. Um, I want to look at 2FA, uh, two, two form of authentication. And, um, maybe into implement that, but that is, again, that's very, very complicated. So I don't know. I mean, I say until March and it does sound like a long time, but you have to remember that uh, I've been, the only time I can do this and write this code is evenings and weekends. 
and also whenever I'm live on Twitch. And when I'm live on Twitch, I'm not necessarily in the zone, just totally focused on on the code because I'm I'm obviously interacting with everybody else on Twitch and and all of this stuff and making sure that things are okay, you know, keeping the chat going and all that jazz. So I'm not sat down just in a darkened room just f- focusing on the code, you know. There's there's a an element of a I guess a performance I suppose on Twitch, um, dare I say. So in Q1, that's all I want to do: social sign-on in Q1 with the potential of 2FA if I ever get to it. But you know that might have to be something that we we push back. Um, Q2, uh, I want to get um, I want to get paid subscriptions working in Q2 now. This should have been in last year, in December, because the whole point was I wanted this done by November, and then we did a. The, the idea was a big marketing push in December, but that never happened. Um, so at the moment, it, with the with the beta site, it's free to log in, right? Which is fine, which is perfectly fine. And I, like I said, I want to do free first. Um, but uh, in in April to come June, I want to allow for paid users, and they they will get premium content. They will they will get content and code and more resources and other bits and pieces like that. So I want to bring that in into play, and that is a lot of work because I need to integrate Stripe, which is broken at the moment on the current site. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not the features aren't in aren't in use at the moment. Um, but uh, they've they've changed their upgraded their their SDK and um, my code doesn't uh, meet the requirements, so I need to update that. So that's what I want to do in Q2, and you probably notice a pattern here. I'm only putting in very small amounts of things. You know, in terms of numbers of things, it's only small. The first Q is going to be social sign-on. Second Q, uh, second quarter is going to be paid subscriptions. Um, so there isn't anything else I'm putting in as high priority. It's just these two Q3, um, I is July to September. I want to be looking in, in, in the third quarter into discount codes and elastic search. So discount codes, you know, for the paid subscribers, there'll be like a discount code to get, um, I don't know, a few months free, perhaps. I could also do something where I, I look at the free subscribers and see how long they've been subscribed for and then maybe offer them um, a fr- sort of uh, a free a, f- a free couple of months based on how many days that they've been a free subscriber for. I don't know. Something like that. I, I, need to, I need to work out the mechanics of that in my head, whether it's going to be money off, whether it's going to be a percentage, whether it's going to be uh, free months or something. I don't know. I haven't really worked that through. But I would like to have something that is extremely flexible and allow me to have a discount code that I can send to people um, through through email or, or what have you. Um, and then Elasticsearch. So like I said, there's a lot of things that I would like to do with Elasticsearch. But I think in Q3, all I would like to do is just get Elasticsearch running and have and start getting scripts being put into it. Um, so, sorry, start creating commands that put content into Elasticsearch, not without necessarily worry about worrying about reading from it. More to do with writing to it, um, and then and then maybe thinking about that more in 2022 as to what we do with all of that data. Q4. 
Now, this is an interesting one. And, and the thing is, I'm taking a lot of insight from what happened in 2020. Basically, like I said, in 2020, October, October September on, onwards, it was basically a bit of a free-for-all because I kind of realized that I wasn't going to achieve all the things that I had set out to do. And there were so much things that I had to fix. I've decided in Q4, which is October to December, is going to be maintenance mode. Maintenance mode being that there isn't going to be any major features being added to the project. It's just going to be me maintaining it. I'm sure there is going to be a lot of bugs that I've got to fix and deal with. And also bearing in mind that by the end of Q2, we should hopefully have paid subscriptions, which means that my um, priorities will have to change from being a developer to being a customer support person right so if there's any if there's any bugs coming through then i need to fix those pronto and prioritize those because people are paying for the service that i'm providing so i want q4 to be in maintenance mode really um and i don't want to be putting anything major into into the project around october and december unless i have to unless it's a big fix for something um but um, basically, by Q4, I want the pro- the platform to be stable and um, and and used. So that's it. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, right? Q1 is social sign-on. Q2 is paid subscriptions. Q3 is discount codes, Elasticsearch, and Q4 is maintenance. But if I if I was to use last year's lessons and look at what we achieved in last year and all the things that we we did that I hadn't actually thought that I would need to do, then I've left a lot of gaps and a lot of room for maneuver, I think, Um, especially with Q4. I don't want to be doing anything in Q2 or Q3, which is going to screw up Q4, um, which is the maintenance mode. Um, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm a little bit, a, a little bit apprehensive, I suppose, compared to last year, because I just know that last year we, um, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't finish everything that we set out to do. So Q4 is kind of my way of giving myself a bit of a buffer, I suppose. So if any of these slip into one of the months, then I've got a month to, or sorry, any of the three months, I've got a quarter to, to, uh, to, to catch up on perhaps. I don't know. There's also things that I, I have to kind of factor in, which is, um, which is very difficult to factor in, but I need to anyway. And that's things like illness uh, and, uh, going on holiday and also work, you know, so work takes priority. The contracting takes priority. If I have to, if I, if I am asked to work evenings to get a project out the door, then I will work evenings to get the project out the door, um, which has a knock on effect because that means that I'm tired. That means I can't think straight, you know, the, the, the days, the weekends, I kind of just need to just not do anything. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, there was a couple of other bits and pieces, like um, uh, a little bit more in-depth stuff. So, yeah, with the subscriptions, it's quite difficult. With This is Q2. So with subscriptions, it's like you can change your subscription from monthly to yearly. You can so it's upgrade, downgrade. You can upgrade from a free subscription to a paid subscription or downgrade. So there's all sorts of nuances there. 
There's different emails that I need to, to, to create. So email templates, different APIs, different Stripe integrations. And then with the whole subscription thing, there's this, you know, the, the, there's the rolling subscription. So you have to make sure that just because someone has signed up for something, they are actually getting billed properly each month when that happens. So there's issues with dates and other bits and pieces like that. Um, then, uh, there is enrolling. So enrolling in courses, uh, sessions and, um, all of that jazz that I need to work on. So, so um, session cookies and, and, uh, and HTTP only cookies, um, all sorts of, all sorts of, um, complexities that I've got down here. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I won't, I won't bore you with all of that stuff, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. I, I basically, sort of looked at each one of these quarters and went, right, what is it that I actually need to achieve? And, and let's try and break this down. I've got some, um, I, I don't know if I can show you on screen, but I've got like uh, diagrams and all of that stuff that I've created some sort of diagrams to talk about authorization and authentication of various bits and pieces. And yeah, it's all, it's all a bit heavy. It's all a bit heavy, but I think those four quarters, I think they're good. I think they're good as they are. So um, that uh, that's the problem. I have so many ideas and I've got so many sort of like um, things that I want to do. And I don't want this to be one of those things where I do half of it and then move on to something else because I get bored of it or it doesn't work or, or what have you. Anyway, that's me. That is the, uh, <laughs> that is what I wanted to talk about. The How to Code Well 2021 podcast, uh, sorry, roadmap. This is a podcast whatever. Um, I will be putting uh, more tutorials on soon. I just need to find time to do them and find time to do this as well. Um, I was actually thinking of taking a year out um, of uh, tutorials just to get this project out the door um, and, and sort of in a better state than it is. So that might be on the cards. I don't know, but um, I will let everybody know uh, when a new tutorial comes out. But anyway, happy coding, everybody. And I will see you again soon. Take care. I'm going to finish my beer that I haven't even started yet. Cheers. Bye-bye.